0: Hello and welcome to Hamsa Holistic Healing and Ayurveda podcast. I'm your host, Sherry, and I am so glad you are here for this very important and informative podcast episode eight with my guest, Chef Marcus Juliana, food as medicine. We'll talk about it next. Hello and welcome to Hamsa Holistic Healing and Ayurveda Podcast, Episode 8 Food as Medicine and Mindful Eating. I am so excited to introduce my guest, Chef Marcus Giuliano, owner of Aromatime Bistro in Ellenville, New York, which is the most awarded restaurant in the Hudson Valley. Chef Marcus, along with his wife Jamie, opened Aromatime in 2003. It was the first restaurant to be green certified in upstate New York. Marcus has authored two books. He and Jamie are travel consultant entrepreneurs and business coaches. Marcus, welcome to the podcast. I am delighted to have you here to share your knowledge and wisdom on this very important topic, food as medicine. I am so
1: happy to be here. Thank you very
0: much. Yes, I wanted to start this conversation today with uh, a quote from Hippocrates Let food be thy medicine, and medicine be thy food. And that is quite a statement made so long ago. And unfortunately, somewhere along the way, we have lost this knowledge. um, And it's just so important. So, yeah. We have. We've even shortened that up a little bit
1: to, um, you are what you eat, which we all know that. And we all, you know, it's one of the most profound statements ever. I and mean, we don't even know who first told us that. But we've heard it our whole lives, we've heard that statement. And yet, most of us ignore that.
0: Absolutely. So true. So true. So I, I wanted to start the conversation with asking you what led you to your passion and dedication to prepare and eat holistic food. So what brought me down this journey was,
1: was my own health at 28, 29 years old. I worked in kitchens. I had access to what I thought was the best food money could buy because guests would come in every night to the restaurants I was working at and pay a hundred, 150 a person. And we would buy the most expensive ingredients, uh, rack of lamb foie gras all these fancy cheeses and when you work in that situation this is the food you eat on a daily basis mm. so it's not like going out to a restaurant once a month for a special occasion and indulging in and going back home to your regular regime of food or just something that's a bit more healthier so for me i was in this every single day and that was my that was my staff meal was you know leftover food and food we made in the restaurant you went know. off supposedly the best ingredients money could buy. Mm. And it was a shocker one day when a, a really famous, well-known chef came into the restaurant where I was working at in West Virginia. And we prepared him, uh, as most chefs prepare their chefs, a complimentary course, just because, you know, it's a courtesy, industry courtesy. And we prepared him something, and he goes, I don't eat this. And we're <laughs> like, this the chef doesn't eat this. And he's like, well, I'm vegetarian. I eat this way, I eat that way, I'm." You know, and we I was blown away. I'm like, I can't believe this, but he's written books on with all this other types of food in it, but yet he's not doing that himself, mm. uh, the book that he wrote. And I was like, interesting. So my mind kind of started thinking, you know, I kind of started thinking, I'm like, okay. And then when I was in Colorado, I was working uh, at a partner in a restaurant there and our produce distributor, uh, Chris from uh, Rocky Mountain, Boulder, uh, Boulder, Boulder Fruit, Fruit Exchange, and he, um, we were talking about how active he was. And he, I think he was about 50 years old. And he explained to me that he does the Pikes Peak Marathon every year. And I said, the Pikes Pikes Peak Marathon? Like, I'm like, you run up that mountain? He goes, we run up and run down.
0: Wow. I'm,
1: really? He goes, yes. And I just thought it was, humanly impossible to run up that mountain and run back down and they do it every year and there's a bunch of them that do it every year and it's not impossible so him and I got into the conversation about nutrition and what he ate so my mind kind of started working mm. like okay there's more of an answer to this food than I'm eating and I would make a joke to myself which wasn't really a joke but every job I worked I would gain um, a pant size so I'd <laughs> take job, to fitted job get fitted for chef pants and I went from 32 to 34 to 36 to 38. And then I topped out at 40 inches on my waist. Wow. And I said, oh my gosh, every, like, I, it was like clockwork every job, you know, here's another pant size. Mm. And so I was becoming less and less active brain fog. Um, I was just becoming um, sick. I remember one place I worked, I had pneumonia twice in the same winter. Oh, wow. Twice. That's how run down my immune system was. Yeah. And the chef looked at me and goes, what's wrong with your immune system? And, you know, as a, a young chef at 21, 22 years old, I'm like, why is he asking me that? What's wrong with my immune system? Like, I don't know. I'll go take some antibiotics. I, I don't know. Right. So, um, and finally at 28 years old, that's where the, the fulcrum, um, Right, that was that was the breaking point. Mm. Um, Doctors, I was already on a handful of medications, including prescription deodorant. uh, Wow. uh, I would perspire yellow because I was toxic, and I couldn't wear a white shirt because my I just perspire yellow, and and so I was on I was on a prescription deodorant, so I wouldn't sweat as much, like. And looking back at that now, that was like the stupidest thing ever. My body needed to detoxify. Right, right. And here here, here the doctors, you know, fighting against that natural process. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he told me I had a, that I had high cholesterol and that I needed to take cholesterol meds. And that was the last straw because I knew, looking at my father, looking at other people now that I've met, mm-hmm. and discovering Gary Null on PBS, I said, this isn't the answer. And But I was also new at it, so I couldn't really... I, I, I knew enough to, the, to argue with my doctor. Right. <clears throat> I knew enough to argue. And I said, and I begged him and he's like, I'll give you 30 days to do whatever you're going to do and come back and I'll get more blood from you. Mm. You know, now I just know to go to a different doctor. <laughs> but back then I went back to the same doctor, got my blood drawn. And he said to me, he goes, I don't know what you did, but the medications would not have worked as good of whatever you did. My cholesterol plummeted 70 points in a month. And, but nor did he ever ask me what I did.
0: Right. No, no, no. uh, They they, they don't. It's kind of like, don't ask, don't tell.
1: (laughs) Right, right. He didn't want to, he didn't want to know my secret, which wasn't really a secret. It was eating healthy and exercising and cutting meat out of my diet and cutting, you know, basically becoming vegetarian, transition from grain fed beef to grass fed beef, then to vegetarian, and, but he didn't ask me not a single question because he wouldn't,
0: you know, that, that's, that, that's a detriment to his business. To tell exactly. Go, go run, go juice some carrots. So, um, eat, so you make yourself a salad. Exactly. So, so you, so you, you went to the doctor, you had, you were toxic. You had a lot of, you know, symptoms, you were symptomatic. You were, you knew you were toxic from your perspiration color. And, and then, so he said, get your, get yourself together, or you've got to do something about it with medication. So then you became curious and wanted to go in a different way. So then how did you make the decision and what did you exactly do to turn this around?
1: So, sure. So, you know, it's, it's a fulcrum effect. Everything started happening at once. Jamie got pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, my father had a mild heart attack. Yep. Um, I saw the writing on the wall for me uh, with one another medication. Mm-hmm. So it was sort of the writing was on the wall. And that was the fulcrum. And I and you know, I just jumped right in. I said, now's the time to do it. Let's do it. Let's understand what I'm putting into my body. Let's change some dietary habits. Um, We're now, and I said to Jamie, I said, exactly this, sir. I said, we've screwed
0: ourselves up. Mm -hmm. I don't want to screw our kids up. Right. And that was my main concern now. Like we're going to be responsible for somebody else. and We can't get our own act together. Right. Right. That like really hit home
1: her, 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 uh, her getting pregnant.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, did you go, is that when you discovered Gary Knoll? Was he the turning point when, at, that, at that time?
1: At that time, yes. At that time, my mom had given me a book by Bernard Jensen, a chiropractor, called Be Well, Be Wise. Mm. And um, it was a great book on detoxification and bee pollen and just general health in, in general. Bernard Jensen was just su- such a great health advocate, mm. a guru on, on health. And so I read that book. And I was originally doing it to try to alleviate some allergies on my asthma. Oh, we talked talking about detoxification and all these things. And then all of a sudden, just one night, I got home from work and I was flipping through the channels and you know, back then we didn't have many channels. And up pops PBS and I see this, this really intense gentleman speaking on the screen. Mm. And basically he was talking about there's no silver bullet for health. You have to do it yourself. You have, to, you have to have a clean mind, clean body, clean environment, clean food. And there's, you just can't go on a diet and, 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 and turn things around. You have to turn your life around.
0: Yeah, it's a lifestyle change. So hundred yeah. percent. So I said, this makes sense, right? This, so I listened to him. The very next day, I went to the health food store and bought his book. I think first time I ever stepped into a health food store, I went and bought his book. <laughs> and, um, and, and there I was. I was reading his book. And within the first 30 pages, I said, okay, I got a game plan. Page sixty nine, page seventy. I became vegetarian, and and that was it. I had a game plan. And then you, in about a month, you you started to see a a, a huge difference in your health.
1: One short month yeah. is all it took
0: mm. from getting all
1: that toxic food out of my body, exercising, um, just being very conscious of my thought process yep. and my actions everywhere.
0: Mm. That's so it's 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 fascinating. How much wisdom the body has when it's supported to heal itself?
1: Our body is so resilient, yeah. And most of us, most of us don't know how it feels to be well because we're just we just have aches and pains, and we just think it's part of the aging process, and and we just accept
2: it as oh well, that's part of life. Yep. So they never you know people never give ourselves a chance to really feel true health
1: or have a breakthrough where it's like, oh my gosh, this is what it's like to wake up without pain today. This is what it's like to go through the winter without getting a cold. This is what it's like to be able to go run and breathe properly. People never really experience that.
0: They don't. And it's possible. It is so possible, but we need to support our bodies when they're asking, because our bodies speak to us all the time. It's fine tuning that communication that when I have achy joints, There is a problem that I need to address nutritionally and uh, with spiritual practices. Um, And it's really that simple, but it's, it's getting that communication, recognizing when the body is speaking to us, and then making the adjustments, having the knowledge to make those adjustments with what we take in through our senses. And so my next question would be, how does how can changing your diet and eating healthy help you help your body rebound from dis-ease or imbalance? What actually happens, Marcus, when we when we take in really, really great food? Or on the flip side of that, what happens when we're taking in heavily processed toxic food? on a cellular level great 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 question so a lot of people say oh well my doctor said i can have this in moderation Mm.
1: right Mm. so they're like well i can have dunkin donuts it's in moderation i can have this i can have that it's in moderation Mm -hmm. and we play the moderation card way too much on a cellular level there's no such thing as moderation whatever you put into your body has a negative or positive effect on a cellular level there is no such thing as your cells saying, oh, Marcus is only having, yeah. you know, <laughs> fried chicken for lunch today. Let's not die. Marcus yeah. is only having, you know, one big sugary dessert today with loads of, you know, hormone written dairy in it and mucus causing dairy. <laughs> let's, let's not react to it because he's only doing it once today. No, they don't know. Your cells do not know moderation. Right. You're not at equilibrium either. You're either whatever you put into your body is promoting growth or death. That's what life's about. You're growing or you're dying, one or the other. Right. So on a cellular level, moderation does not exist. Moderation exists for you personally so you can justify eating bad. Is what moderation right. <laughs> and, and That's what moderation means, right? Mm-hmm. Well, my doctor said, oh, well, my grandma drank a shot of whiskey every day and she lived to be 90. Well, she probably would look to be 110 if she didn't drink the whiskey every day. Like That's the other side of the coin.
0: Yeah, exactly. The whiskey
1: didn't keep her alive. The whiskey shorten her life right right. <laughs> right so so but then do we misconstrue this to to well one shot of whiskey a day well i can drink you know two three drinks a day i can drink every day you know it's yeah. like one glass of wine turns into two glasses, turns into three glasses turns into to a cocktail before it, and all of a sudden you know yeah well then people just justify things yeah. so one of the biggest issues is what is true health what is the definition of true health and You can. It's hard to get a straight answer because there's so much money involved in products, Mm. in the science, so-called scientific research, or, or you know, when you pick up a book, there's typically an agenda for that book to sell the book, right? So the book needs to be made easy to read and easy to execute. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of shortcuts, you know, keto, paleo, whatever, Dr. Atkins, you know, whatever whatever we're talking about. There's shortcuts that make that put. that are gonna you know, try to gear you to a big results right away mm-hmm. because why would you buy a book that takes two years to lose weight the right way? You're gonna buy a book, oh, 30 days or this or that, I can do this and here's the silver bullet, and do that. And they, they don't really address everything. A lot of them will sell you supplements, they'll sell you programs. So there's a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of interest money in, into what you're buying. So you really never know and of course, I, I love to say this because people say, oh, I eat eggs every day because you know they're so healthy. And I'm like, well, there's better choices than eggs, you know, and plus, you know, eggs have cholesterol. Well, eggs don't raise cholesterol, people say. My doctor said they don't. I said, well, the study your doctor's referencing is a very famous study where the participants had 12 eggs a week in their diet. They gave them four more eggs or three more, whatever it was. They gave them 20% more eggs and they proved that that did not raise their cholesterol. Because their cholesterol's already raised by eating the twelve to begin with, so when you throw two or three more mm-hmm. on, which is twenty percent more eggs, there's no change because right. they're already maxed out. Yeah. The glasses are already full, you know. So you you, you 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 can't fill a glass more than it's already full. So there you go. You can't drown in a pool that has more water in it if it's already to the top. Right. So and that's just one one small example of how they skew studies mm. to to, and I call it paid for science. It's all paid for science. So it's really the egg industry or the special interest industry trying to promote their product because it has a bad rap because uh, somewhere else somebody did a, another study that said, oh, this this, this or this. So they want to try to promote their product, so they have to do that. Now, I always say if they put cigarettes and vitamins, uh, vitamin C in cigarettes. Some people would fall for it and say, well, gee, I'm getting 100% of my daily vitamin (laughs) every time I smoke a cigarette. Right? Right? Because legitimately you could do that Hmm. with vitamin C in it. There you go. (laughs) Um, So what is true health to begin with, right? So so, there's a lot of fantastic books out there. Hmm. And I always tell people, start with like Fit for Life. The Diamonds wrote this fantastic book and it talks about digestion. Hmm. You can take the book and you can... So I'm going to be vegetarian or I'm still going to eat my one piece of meat. I'm still going to eat my salmon. I'm going to eat whatever I'm going to eat. Um, but I'm going to apply the principles of food combining and digestion and cycles during the day when I can eat fruit, when I can eat vegetables, the mm-hmm. cleansing cycles. of the, you See, they break it into four cycles of the day. And it's a classic book from the late 70s that is still very valid today. And if people just read that and make those changes without – without you know making massive, massive changes to begin with, you can start and start feeling the difference because you can feel the difference in one meal, in one night. If your food combined properly, get proper sleep, wake up in the morning and be properly assimilated, digested, and ready to tackle the day. People get drowsy um, because there's so much food in their system that they're taking all this energy Mm -hmm. that the brain needs and other organs of your body, and it goes to your stomach. And they need coffee because they think coffee is going to give them energy, when it's creating false adrenals, mm-hmm. and then they repeat this whole cycle over and over and over and over again, and they live their whole life drinking massive cups of coffee, waking up tired, going to bed tired, not being able to sleep, and just being sluggish all day long because they haven't really experienced true health yet.
0: And then to add to that, to, do, to reset, to actually do some kind of cleanse or change the diet completely and give yourself a break it, it's gonna require to deal with probably some symptoms from the withdrawal of the toxins, such as headaches and you know lethargy and and maybe mood changes and maybe a little change in sleep patterns until you get past that point where your body starts to be able to rejuvenate. And so a lot of people don't like to feel that discomfort while they're going through that cleansing process. Do you agree with that?
1: I agree. It's called the healing crisis. Yes. Uh, so the healing crisis is going to pull things out of your system that have been that have been buried in, in fat stores, buried in your system. And when those things come out, they're toxic. Right. And, of course, your body now has to properly eliminate them yep. through sweat, um, through bodily processes, mm-hmm. and get rid of them, Which, which is why there's certain supplements that help with all this, like... Fiber supplements that help pull things out of your system. Mm-hmm. Um, certain diets call for more peppers, cayenne pepper, to kill to kill things as they emerge out of your system. Because yeah. we have, I mean, our body is one big ball of viruses. We're loaded with stuff. Yeah. We're loaded to the max of everything. Our digestive system, our stomach, our gut, all the bacteria in there. Mm-hmm. Um, its its uh, We're loaded, and it's going to start coming out in all forms and shapes and odors yep. and
0: and it's going to affect us. Yes. Now let me let me just ask you: Are the two big um, dis- diseases, uh, cancer, and so many autoimmune diseases that are are prevalent today, how how is that linked to our, uh, let's say, overprocessed American diet? What what happens when we're eating cheese doodles and drinking soda and eating processed, say, deli meats that are filled with what happens on a cellular level that starts to change and cause these unfortunate situations? So, yeah, so all this processed food, you know, it should have no place in our diet. Yeah. Yeah. It should
1: just, have, it's, it shouldn't, know and here's the thing. People are saying, oh, I just can't do without this or this or that, and I don't have the willpower. People say, I just don't have the willpower, Marcus. Mm-hmm. It's the willpower. Yeah. Willpower is useless. Mm-hmm. Environment is key. And this happens for your kids, too. You know, having two kids, a group that, that we raised in a very healthy way, the best best way we knew how to, yeah. um, with information that we had, mm-hmm. we always had healthy snacks around, fruits, nuts yep. Yep. i mean it was it was always health 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 i mean our kids are small and, and, and they would they would snack on sprouts alfalfa sprouts sunflower <laughs> sprouts at two three years old what kind of kids are doing that right. well you know what if that's what's in your refrigerator your environment mm. you're going to eat that if oreos are in your environment your kids are going to eat oreos good point so you have to change your environment to make this to work willpower does not work a lot of times. But if you don't have the option, you're like at work, if you just put two apples on your desk every day, guess what? You'd sit there and eat the two apples before you got up to go grab a bag of chips. Exactly. If you put two bags of chips on your desk, you're gonna eat two bags of chips before you get up to go grab two apples. Mm-hmm. It's your totally your environment. So mm-hmm. and we learn this because the kids, our friends, kids would come over and they would eat they would eat us, eat all these exotic fruits we had. That we, didn't, that we thought weren't exotic. But they're like, oh, mangoes, yeah. where do you buy mangoes? Where do you buy kiwis? Like, oh my gosh, um, you know, starfruit, where do you buy this stuff? And these kids would eat it like crazy because that was the environment they were in. So they would go home to their parents and they're like, I don't understand how, how, you know, our kids like mangoes now. Well, because you've never had a mango at your house. Right. So you've never given them a chance to like a mango. Right. But you give given them a chance to love Oreos and cheese doodles and all these other things. Yeah. But on a cellular level, again, back to that, you're bombarding your body with all these toxins that cannot – first, the digestion. Your digestion slows down massively. Your body can't even process half the stuff that's going into it, all the chemicals, um, and the way that the food is highly processed. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I love to tell people is, is – there's a direct correlation between healthy body and healthy planet. The healthier mm-hmm. the food is for us, the healthier it is for the planet. Those go. Mm-hmm. There is there is a direct correlation. When you make cheese doodles, you are creating a plant that is bringing in real food, and then creating chemicals, flavorings. You're highly processing. You're going to have waste. You're going to have packaging. You're going to have all this environmental, you know, you know, consequences from as opposed to just eating an apple in its whole form or eating the food in its whole form. But now you're bringing all these other things and creating a, a burden on the
0: environment and a burden on our bodies. So there's a direct correlation between, between healthy body and healthy planet. Amen, I, I completely agree with that, yeah.
1: So the um, the whole thing, like, like our body wants to heal. We all have cancer cells that form all the time. And cancer cells, you know, the more you research cancer, and c- cancer is really interesting because there's certain authors out there that say cancer is a defense mechanism in your body. The cancer is in there because it's it's cleaning up the
2: toxins that you have. The more toxins you have, the more cleanup it's doing. Mm. The more toxins you have, the uh, a, a tumor forms because the
1: tumor is a sponge. The yeah. tumor is a sponge that wants to soak up the toxins to save your body. So it's actually a defense mechanism Saying you know something's wrong with Marcus, and and all of a sudden you know maybe it's his liver, maybe it's his whatever's weak. With your weakest part, where all the toxins are going, is where that sponge forms, which is the tumor. You know, if you look at mushrooms, how mushrooms grow, mushrooms grow from dead debris. Mm. So when you walk out in the woods and you you and, and you get some moisture and it rains and you see all this mushrooms growing. Those mushrooms would not be there if they weren't living off of something dead. Right. Um, they have to grow around dead or dying trees, um, uh, mulch that's out there, leaves. So there's actually something dead dying for this to happen, something that's been sick. They're going in and they're actually absorbing the toxins from this. Is why every single mushroom you ever consume is toxic, mm. every single month. Wow. There's different t- levels where they, you won't feel the effect of it. However, certain mushrooms are very toxic and can kill you. So, mushrooms are a sponge out in the environment to absorb all the dead toxins and debris from the environment. To grow those white mushrooms that you buy in the store, Mm. and I've been in these mushroom plants, you have to age chicken manure for six weeks. You have to ferment it, age it, and make it nice and ripe and smelly to grow mushrooms. Mm. So, also, mushrooms would not grow. They just won't grow in regular dirt. They need something to, to clean up. Now, certain authors compare Certain health experts compare mushrooms to cancer and they claim that cancer is a fungus. And one of the most well-known researchers on this is Tullio Simoncini from Rome. He's a Roman oncologist who treats cancer as a fungus, antifungal medication, antifungal things like baking soda. And he's become extremely successful in doing that, not Mm -hmm. really changing diets much. Mm. Um, but by treating it as a fungus. A lot of other practitioners, you look at Gary Knowles' protocols, and here's the great thing about Gary Knoll, because you mentioned him before. Yes. You can actually, any doctor can call him and say, Gary, I would like your protocol for Parkinson's disease. i like your protocol for, for skin cancer. i like your protocol for whatever. Free mm-hmm. of charge, he will give any doctor across the country, across the world, his protocol for that specific ailment, that disease. Wow we yeah. in charge of it. but most doctors aren't willing to to go out of the realm of well, I, I out of the realm of what they're taught by yep. their drug sale people, yep. um, but the medical board puts in front of them. Mm-hmm. So it's really tricky to really get this kind of true advice. Now, um, people think, oh, the medicine, medicine, medicine. I, I hate to break it to people, but what I always do is like, there's more than just medicine that works for things. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of different things you do. Because people say, "This is what people say." I've tried everything, Marcus. I've tried everything, and I just have to, you know, get chemo, get radiation. I've tried everything. I'm like, so, do you do, you do fresh wheatgrass juice every morning? N- no. Um, Did you meditate every day? N- no. Did you walk barefoot outside and really ground yourself magnetically? Mm-hmm. Um, no. Did you call the electric company and make sure that there was no electromagnetic frequencies by your bed, by your head, where you're sleeping? Uh, uh uh no. Did you actually stop putting the cell phone up to your head? Uh uh no. Did you stop using the microwave? Uh uh no. I said so you really done nothing at this point. Right. Really done nothing at this point, and you thought you've done everything, and that's just five or six things that are just basic things that an alternative practitioner will get you on, looking at the whole body. And I said, Did you stop did you give up alcohol? Uh yeah, I I, I don't did you give up alcohol? well, I still have a drink a week or two drinks. Okay, so you didn't give up alcohol. Are you still eating, you know, um, storage? Uh, are you still eating like flour that that has mycotoxins in it that's known to cause cancer? Well, so I, I still do have a, a little bread, but not, not much, not much. So people think that they're doing stuff and they're really not doing anything. And then they give in to their doctor, they give in to Western medicine, mm-hmm. and then they go for the treatments like that because, and then they have the nerve to say, well, I tried everything and nothing works. This alternative stuff just doesn't work.
0: Right. And, you know, to that, I was going through some stress and f- discovered that my blood pressure had gone quite high. And already being a student of Ayurveda, and I, I called uh, my Ayurvedic doctor in Bali, and she said, you know, she took an assessment and she said, you're going to do this for two weeks, what I tell you to do which was so grassroots and so easy and so simple that I can't even explain in two weeks, my blood pressure was down below normal. And I felt like a million bucks. And I, you know, it's, it's first you have to kind of have the knowledge and the direction to know where to go and what to do, because a lot of people, they've never heard of this stuff that we're talking about too, which is, you know, it's, the culture that we live in is very medicine-based and it, it just, it really is, but there is so much more wisdom and knowledge out there that is so simple and it just, it speaks to treating the whole body and that the body is, the, is so wise and so resilient, like you said, that it just needs you to support it and it will meet you halfway but it's also, you know, that's why these podcasts and, and the information to get out there is so important so that people will be opened and introduced to another way of going about this kind of thing. So which leads me to eating mindfully and this, the, the part that stress plays on our digestive system where everything's going on. And when we are stressed out, how that changes our ability to process our food correctly?
1: Oh, it affects us deeply. Yeah. Very deeply. I mean, you should never eat on the run. You should never eat standing up. You should chew your food extremely well. Even if you're drinking fresh juice, swish it around your mouth and savor it and enjoy it. Yes. Uh, To down things, to eat in stress, eat on the run, to to pull into a drive through and try to eat something while you're driving down the road. Yeah. Your body's not processing the food properly. You're not getting, you know, I mean, thank goodness you're not processing McDonald's properly
0: if you're doing that. Right. Because <laughs> <'cause laughs> you don't really want to process all the chemicals in there, right? Yeah. So, Savor but, every one of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, but you you want to really, you know, food is the single most intimate thing you're ever going to do in your life. And yes. you do it every day, three times a day or more right? because what you put into your mouth assimilates into your body yep. and you are what you eat. It becomes you. Yes. Okay. This is how, I mean, this is literally the most intimate thing you're ever going to do. If you look at it that way, you're like, wow, you know, you keep drinking eating donuts every day and eating hot dogs every day, as opposed to eating fruits and vegetables and raw and living food. And, you know, there's a big difference in your blood chemistry, big difference in your blood chemistry, big difference in your health, big difference in your energy. Mm -hmm. You are what you
0: eat. Yes. and And how you eat it and what state you're in when you're taking it in. And which, which brings me to eating a soul diet of seasonal organic unprocessed and local foods and the prana or life force energy that exists in pure food, food that is of the earth and has not right. been processed by, by man. <laughs> so,
1: this is, this is an interest, interesting, interesting topic you bring up because food has energy. Mm. Food and if you eat food based upon the energy, of the food, our body runs. Our body runs as an electrical charge. Without a doubt, our body is an electrical charge. Yes. Um, we have the, our body is just an amazing, amazing um, um, creation.
2: Yeah.
1: And our, our, you can actually measure the megahertz of your brain, of your heart, mm. of your liver, of your, all of your organs run on megahertz. it's not all the same megahertz. Just each organ requires different energy at different times of the day. So, if you look at foods that are high energy foods, a there's lot, a lot of people, the biggest mistake that anybody makes, almost everybody, and especially doctors, and especially some of these things like weight washers and stuff is, they count calories. Yeah. And they treat a calorie as, an e- as equals. Mm-hmm. So, whether you get a calorie from a chocolate bar versus a calorie from a hot dog versus a calorie from an apple or coconut oil, they all treat it as, oh, it's, it's all just a number. And mm. you decrease that number, and you lose weight well that's true to a certain extent but imagine if you decrease that number and you increase the energy levels so cucumbers have a megahertz I'm reading raw almonds megahertz but not if the not if the almonds are roasted and put into like a, 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 a Reese's peanut butter cup right these shots there's no megahertz there's still calories there's a caloric energy, but there's no live vital force of the food. And when you look at what is acrylic photography, where you can actually take a picture and get the aura of the food, yes. the life force of the food. Yes. You know, avocados, full of energy, mm. a way different caloric value versus an avocado um, versus, um, versus like a fried avocado. That's like an avocado fry massive difference of the energy you're going to get from that same caloric intake, right? So it's like, do you eat the apple or do you eat the apple pie? It's the apple cell, but it's a totally different, totally different calorie. You want the energy, you want the live, raw, living foods. Anybody who eats more raw, live, living foods in their diet will get healthier, guaranteed. And if you can shoot for 50%, 60%, 70%, 80%, If you're doing 80% raw living foods and you have your steak your chicken or your fish and, you know, a bowl of cooked rice, something like that,
2: Mm -hmm. you will be in tip-top health shape. There's – your immune system is going to do more than meet you halfway. It's going to
1: crush everything in its way. Um, You're going to reverse things. You're going to to feel the energy levels. You'll sleep less. You'll have more energy. Um, You know, when we were talking about my medications before, I got rid of asthma. I had asthma my whole life. Yeah. 90 days after I made that switch to get rid of my asthma inhaler, I could not leave my house without the inhaler in my pocket. And part of it was physically I was addicted to it and I was emotionally addicted to it. It was my security blanket was having an asthma inhaler in my pocket. Hmm. Now I'm not suggesting that anybody goes and does this on their own. You want to find a qualified healthcare practitioner. If you're going to get off of medications, um, uh, you want to find, you know, pharmacists can help you as well, get off the of medications. But for me, it was it was a struggle at first because we we're addicted to these things that that the pharmaceuticals create. And the asthma spray was an addiction. Mm. And I had to get worse before I could get better. And I knew that if I could do things on my own to open up my breathing tract, pine oil, um, caffeine works. Caffeine works great for opening up your breathing tract. I didn't drink coffee, but to get me through that, I was consuming coffee and had caffeine to get me through asthma attacks and the caffeine dilates your airways and more air comes in and voila, you can breathe better without taking inhaler full of steroids.
0: Yeah. You know, it's, it's true. It's, it's, um, people, when I, when I've talked to, to clients, they say, you know, I don't know. It just seems so complicated. You know, it just, it just seems like how, how could, you know, switching out, my coffee for herbal tea. I mean, is that really going to benefit me that much? Is it really going to make that big of a difference? And I say yes. And the practice of the yoga and and breathing and meditation and quieting your mind so that you can hear your body and heal your body and hear what it has to say, In uh, through a lot of times the symptoms that are presenting. It's astounding. It's the simplest thing to live holistically and with the earth, like you said before. The earth provides us with everything we need beautifully, exactly as, as it is. And when you start to understand that, when you pick an apple from the tree, and, and I mean, I'm sure you could speak to the benefits of, of just an apple. It's like, you don't have to cook it, you don't have to peel it, you don't have to do anything except eat it and enjoy it and start to understand when you're ingesting that apple, what it is doing inside your body it is, it is like a magic ticket. I say Apple and everything. I'm talking about everything that well, comes they, from the apple earth. Apple Day
1: keeps the doctor away. There's a reason why they say that.
0: It's so true. <laughs> it's so true. Most profound statements ever. Yeah. We don't know who told the truth for the first time. And we, we know
1: that it's true to a certain extent, to the extent that we, that we want to make an excuse not to do it, right? So, right. But you mentioned the soul diet, right? So people are going to say, we're recording this in November. And people are going to say, "Well, gee, you know what? There's no more local stuff. So what do I do now? I have to buy stuff from California, from Mexico, import it into the in the U.S. And you know what? If you again went to the proper store, prepared properly, you have like we buy the restaurant. We buy from two farm hubs. Yeah, and we we have a lot of produce coming in right now. This week, I have two deliveries, two big produce produce orders. 50% or more of my stuff this week is coming local in a restaurant. That's massively huge. huge. So, whether mm-hmm. you're eating local grass fed dairy cheese, if you're doing cheese, you know, as opposed to going to the store and buying cheddar cheese from Wisconsin, mm-hmm. you can buy local cheese, you can buy all these local grains, especially I, all these states grow stuff. And you'd be surprised, especially if you join a community supported agriculture, CSA. They they typically last for six months out of the year, four months, five months, six months. You basically buy a share of the farm and they give you what's fresh in season and freshly picked that day that's delivered to you. And it's going to force you to be creative because all of a sudden you're going to get a ton of collard greens one week. Oh my gosh. And then in September, October, you're going to be getting pumpkins, Mm -hmm. squashes, um, apples. You're going to be getting things like that in your box. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, let's now be creative with butternut squash let's make butternut squash soup so if you took butternut squash and you made soup out of it and froze a few quarts mm-hmm. you could have butternut squash soup throughout the course of the winter yeah. uh, if you took local carrots and you fermented them lacto fermented them you could have like a great carrot kraut all winter long mm-hmm. and if you don't want to do it you can buy it from a local here in new york in the hudson valley there's four or five different places that make Lacto-fermented vegetables Which are going to massively Help your digestion yeah. Create this great bacteria In your gut mm-hmm. And just be an all-around Powerhouse for you So And the carrots were picked As a storage crop And they were picked You know, in the summertime But now they're lacto-fermented And will last you all winter Same thing with cabbage A little bit of sauerkraut It was mm. a wall Eight But super crops Potatoes here in New York Potatoes Carrots Cabbage There's still lots of cabbage Out there yeah. um, the list goes on and on and on People are growing In greenhouses now all of our spinach this week, all of our arugula this week, all of our herbs this week, are all coming from local greenhouses that are providing us freshly picked things that were picked the day before, packaged and shipped. Now, people are saying, well, I, you know, I'm gonna go and buy my organic spinach from, from Walmart or from ShopRite. If you don't have source for local and you're going to buy organic there, that's better than not buying, right? It's better than eating other things. So yeah. everybody's in their own progression, their own step. And yeah. some people say, well, you know what it's just cheaper at walmart marcus it's just cheaper yeah. right mm-hmm. so here's a great experiment to try and most people don't have a digital scale they're gonna take my word for this if you go to walmart right now and pick up one pound a one pound container of organic baby spinach and you take it home you open it up to it out of the package and you weigh that one pounder it doesn't weigh one pound Mm-hmm. It weighed one pound a day it was picked and washed in the factory, in the store, or I'm sorry, in the processing plant. And you can look at the code. You can call. The, I've done this before. If you call the code. You look at the code. You call the packer and say, when was this produced? And they look at the code. They go, oh, that was produced um, 13 days ago. Mm-hmm. days ago. Yep. So yep. you pick it. You lose water because it starts dehydrating, right? Yep. So it dehydrating. As, as as not only does it lose water, but it starts losing nutrients.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Right. So now you have a one pounder of spinach that's six bucks from Walmart, where you could have gone to the local farm and gotten a one pounder of spinach for eight or nine bucks.
0: That, that was, would have been a trip pound. That was picked would yesterday.
1: Have, <laughs> picked yesterday. Have more nutrients, grown in better quality soil, probably. Yeah. And pay the same exact price. But this is people are people buying chefs. Are, chefs are. Terrible at this, they're notorious. They buy the cheapest thing possible. If you buy the cheapest thing possible and it doesn't perform like it's supposed to, it's not the cheapest thing possible anymore. Whether you have to throw it out or whether it's evaporated, whether not have nutrients in it, Mm -hmm. it's not the cheapest thing anymore. It's actually more expensive than buying the premium product. Chicken eggs are like this Mm -hmm. the direct price you pay for chicken eggs in the store, you're paying for the quality of the egg and the quality of the chicken's life. The way chickens are raised and the words are used, like if something says cage free, it basically needs, I believe, 120 square inches of of space to be cage free. Mm. But not much at all to be free range. It needs to can be um, inside of a barn on a concrete slab and have like four feet or something uh, for a certain amount of hours a day, and it's called free range. So you go to the store and you buy a big brand that says fortified with omega threes and this and that. Yep. Those are still concentration camp eggs. Right. Those chickens stacked in cages on top of each other. They're doing their fancy marketing, yeah. and you're like, "Well, it's three bucks a dozen, and you know, there's one some for five dollars, six dollars, and eight dollars a dozen. Mm-hmm. That eight dollar dozen, I can guarantee, is going to be healthier eggs, um, healthier chickens, better quality of life. And you get what you pay for.
0: And I'm gonna, I'm gonna let my five chickens, my girls know that we had this discussion because they have four acres to roam on. And Excellent. I think, I think they, I think they need to be a little more grateful, Marcus. <laughs> yeah, yes. yes, Well, listen, I I'm sure that you and I are going to meet back up because we have a lot of things still left to talk about. And I am deeply grateful for you joining me today on this To share this this wisdom and this important knowledge you know we're just we just want to help we just we have journeyed we have discovered something that is beneficial and so we just want to share with love you know to other people so that they can improve their journey as well
1: excellent i'm i was so very happy to be on here very very happy uh, just to be able to share knowledge um, with yeah. like-minded people and very excited for your podcast. Very honored to be on here and would love to do more uh, uh, more interviews, more content, and more sharing with you.
0: Yes, thank you. I, I really, really appreciate it so much. I, I would like to ask you, if you would, to share uh, where people can find you and come and enjoy your beautiful restaurant, which is my always going to be my favorite place to eat. And... You know your offerings, Marcus. Where can people find you?
1: Sure. So the best place is at the restaurant website. It's Aroma, A R O M A, like the like the smell. Aroma Time, like the herb. T H Y M E Bistro, B I S T R O dot com. Aroma Time Bistro dot com. You'll see me there. If you want to get into um, more of like the other stuff I do, the um, the public speaking, professional speaking, the books, the coaching, the wine trips. You can go to chefonadmission.com, uh, dot will link you to everything.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much again. And I'm sure we, we will speak very soon on these important topics. Excellent. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your day, Marcus. Thanks. Thanks. Take care.